Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the greatest gripes that people have with politicians is that they will say one thing on the campaign trail and then do something entirely different when they're in elected office. So many times it seems like they just say lies to get into power and then they do what they really want to do all along once they're there. Many times liberals have been the major culprits of this because many of their beliefs are really not shared by the majority of Americans. Uh, Oftentimes, the the majority of Americans are more uh, logical and logic-based, and liberalism is very much more emotion-based. Oftentimes, you would have to to look at key words in the voters' pamphlets, let's say, or uh, maybe their advertising to know that they really were liberals and thus really not someone that you can believe what, what they were saying. Um, the liberals, uh, they, they oftentimes disguise, I guess is what I'm trying to say, that they are liberals uh, with, you know, maybe a word here or two um, that, that you kind of gives you a, a, an idea of who they are. But they don't really like to tell you they're liberals uh, because they know that they probably won't get elected if that's the case. Um, but then once they are elected, then they're able to, to kind of do what they want to do. Over the last decade or so, things have changed a little, and leftists have become really more brazen about what they think. Uh, this has actually created a major riff within the Democratic Party. The, the old-time liberals are afraid that, that if they just come out and say what they want, well, then that, that there will be a backlash against them. And the, the leftists, like, you know, let's say AOC or the Bernie Sanders or the, the squad, you know, they're, they're definitely not afraid at this point to blast exactly what they want to do and, and see it as their responsibility really to do so. Take, for instance, the, the Green New Deal. These are things that leftists want to do, but for so long, were unwilling to say so for, for years. They were unwilling to say, hey, this is what we want to do if you elect us. Are these things in the Green New Deal? And yet then AOC came along and others, and now they, they've put it all out there. They put it all out on the table. According to them, you know, they the, the Green New Deal was for, like, for instance, guaranteeing a job with a family-sustaining wage, um, the adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations, uh, retirement security for all people in the United States. Are you starting to, to hear the cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching as these things are, are being read? Because these, these things are, are just basic giveaways. Um, another aspect of the Green New Deal, providing all people of the United States with high quality health care and affordable, safe and adequate housing, economic security, access to clean water, clean air, healthy and affordable food and, and nature 
So, I mean, these are things that, these are their own words in the Green New Deal. And and some of them sound, I mean, how, how can you argue with, you know, wanting clean water and clean air and he- healthy, affordable food and, you know, access to nature? What, how can you argue with that? The problem is, of course, um, the Green New Deal and leftists, their idea of providing that. I mean, everybody wants high quality health care, but who's going to pay for it? Uh, they, they say they want affordable, safe and adequate housing. But, you know, it, is that for everyone, whether or not you're, you know, hopped up on drugs and, and, and can't afford a house? I mean, economic security. So there's obviously what they mean by that is just simply giving everyone uh, a, a paycheck without working. And again, where is, are, is this funding going to come from? Another thing they have said is providing resources, training, and high-quality education, including higher education to all people of the United States. You, you hear this from Bernie Sanders and AOC all the time, that they want um, tax-funded college, that if you've taken out loans or whatever the case may be, that the government should be the one that pays for that. Um, another one, meeting 100% of the power demand in the United States through clean, renewable, and zero emission energy sources. So really, <laughs> since they're not big on nuclear, <laughs> they're, then the, really what they're talking about, and they don't like dams, they don't like hydroelectric power, they're always trying to wipe out the dams here in the Pacific Northwest. And so they're really only talking about two sources then, and that, of course, being solar and being wind. And we know that solar and wind sources can in no way replace the power that is going to be um, taken off the grid when you get rid of all the other sources. So there's no way we're going to provide 100% power um, for everyone in the United States through those two sources. Just not going to happen. Another one, repairing and upgrading the infrastructure in the United States, including by eliminating pollution and greenhouse gas emissions as much as technology feasible. So again, we're talking about about just millions and billions and trillions of dollars that are going to be expended over this greenhouse emissions thing. Uh, Here's here's another one, building or upgrading to energy efficient uh, distributed and smart power grids and working to ensure affordable access to electricity. Again, we cannot get this done the way that they want to do it. It's just not possible. Here's here's a here's another one. I mean, again, you can have a debate with liberals and and logically their side just does not make logical, rational, reasonable sense. Here's another example. Upgrading all existing, again, this is part of the green new deal, right? Upgrading all existing buildings in the United States and building new buildings to achieve maximal energy efficiency, water efficiency, safety, affordability, comfort, and durability, including through electrification. So what they're saying here in in a lot of words is that they want to tear down the buildings that we have in the United States and rebuild them 
with all these, you know, fancy type of stuff where, you know, it's you, you the rainwater is collected in barrels and you use that, that water and all kinds of things. Th- th- that is not going to happen. You're not going to tear, tear down every building in the U.S. and rebuild it. How can that even happen? Overhauling transportation systems in the Green New Deal uh, to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from transportation sector as much as technologically feasible, including through investment in, one, zero emission vehicle infrastructure and manufacturing, two, clean and affordable and accessible public transportation, and three, high-speed rail. So, so, so we're not going to have any gas-powered or diesel-powered trucks or cars uh, at all. We're going to have electric uh, cars, which, of course, right now basically run on coal because that's what produces the majority of electricity in this country. And and, and we're going to run those off of windmills and solar, right? This is just is any rational person is not going to go for this, but this is this they've come out with this, spurring massive growth in clean manufacturing in the United States and removing uh, pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from manufacturing and industry as much as as possible. So again, these things you cannot rationally work through. One last thing here, working collaboratively with farmers and ranchers in the United States to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions for the agricultural sector as much as feasible. So it may sound like a bunch of gobbledygook here, but, but these things are what they're putting out there. This is what they want. Whereas in the past, they wouldn't tell you that they want to do this. They just work toward it once they got elected. Now they're putting it out there. Now they're just saying, hey, this is what we want to do. In fact, in Oregon, there is a bill being introduced into the state legislature that would eliminate all ranching from the state. Yeah, you heard me. It would eliminate all ranching from the state. So you, you, you would have to import all meat to be sold within the state. You could not ranch here. And you know, I haven't been able to see the entire bill. But it looks like that would even include dairy farms. So you're not going to be, you're not going to have any of this type of stuff if this bill goes through, and and it just doesn't make any rational or logical sense. So you you see what we're, what I'm talking about when it comes to the 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 liberals are now a lot more brazen with what they want to do, and they're not necessarily hiding things so much. Special interest groups are the very same way. They have gotten very confident that they can say and do what they really believe. Take, for instance, the LGBTQP plus crowd. At, at first, it was that we should not be concerned with what, you know, two consenting adults do in the bedroom, right? Then it was that they should have the right to marry. And then it was that we should accept them just the way they are because, you know, they were born that way. It, it was not a choice. Now they are pushing for not only acceptance of their lifestyle, but all out support. If you don't support them, then they, then, then you hate them is what their mantra is. Well, the Daily Wire reports, as initially reported in, actually, I even saw it in Not the Bee, uh, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, first established in 1975, 
has released a new original song in which they declare they are coming for your children. Now, you might think that I've really gone off my rocker on this one. You may or may not have seen this yet because they actually did take it down after about a week. But the verses in the song directly mock the fears of parents who attempt to keep their children away away from media that that pushes the LGBTQP agenda, claiming that families will not be able to protect their little ones from the gay propaganda. Um, The song, let, let let me read you just some of the lyrics of this song. Okay. And I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this for you as well, but I want you to hear some of the words here. It says, you say we all leave lead lives. You don't respect, but you're just frightened. You think we'll corrupt your kids. If our agenda goes unchecked, funny, just this once you're correct. We'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. Just like you're worried they'll change their group of friends, you won't approve of where they go at night, and you'll be disgusted when they start learning things online that you kept far from their sight. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it, because even Grandma likes RuPaul. The world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than Grinder. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. Now, these are literal words that you're going to hear in this song. While the video has has been really receiving wide notice by social media, you may or may not have seen it, it doesn't appear to be having the same impact that the choir members really had hoped for, though. <laughs> At present, um, the, the YouTube video, and, and this, this goes back to about a week after it was released, um, the, the, the video only had 64 upvotes, which indicates an, an approval, and nearly 3,000 downvotes indicating disapproval. And I actually saw right after they took this, this down, or, or right before anyway, that actually ballooned to 31,000 downvotes before, uh, you know, before they did take it down. Uh, multiple pastors actually began discussing the video on Twitter, warning that it illustrates the need for churches to preach boldly against the influence of modern media. Southern Seminary Professor and Ethics of Public Policy fellow Andrew T. Walker uh, said of the song, quote, but remember, everyone, it's the religious conservatives who spend their day plotting the next chapter of the culture war, right? (laughs) So obviously a little tongue-in-cheek. Pastor and apologist uh, Dr. James White argued that the song should inspire more parents to embrace school choice, saying, quote, reason number 1,462,908 to homeschool and communicate a passionate, deep Christian worldview that explains how men are to be men and women to be women 
and all are to be thankful for the gifts and roles God has given. And I think that's an excellent message there. While a choir's uh, composition appears somewhat tongue-in-cheek. So again, you kind of have to take this a little tongue-in-cheek. New analysis, though, that, that the Daily Wire did covered early earlier this week revealed that the LGBTQP, and I put the P on the end, by the way. Some of you may say P. We put the P on there uh, because um, we don't want to leave anyone out. And the pedophiles have wanted to be a part of this normalization. And many of that community, many of the LGBTQ uh, have embraced that. And, um, and so we don't, you know, we don't want to exclude. We don't, that this is not a, a podcast where we exclude. So we definitely make sure that we have included that the LGBTQP activists have been working behind the scenes in, in uh, popular children's programming to include more gay and transgender, uh, tra- transgender content. A recent insider story, uh, titled, uh, animations, queer women, trans and non-binary creatives are, pushing gender boundaries in kids' cartoons their counterparts couldn't uh, or wouldn't dare. And this illustrates how these activists have successfully convinced networks like Disney Jr. and Nick Jr. Nick Jr. in particular uh, has just really hit this hard. Uh, And they've targeted targeted very young children to begin celebrating pride, as they put it, through transgender concerts and parades even for preschoolers. Now, emphasizing new gay characters in shows like Dr. McStuffins, um, the, the story notes the, the rise of, of gender diverse representation isn't a coincidence. Now, shows create and run by queer women, trans and non-binary uh, showrunners are largely responsible for the influx of non-binary, uh, non-binary and trans characters in kids' animation. Now, I want you to hear uh, what we're talking about here, because you may not have heard this and you may not, you may think that I'm just really overdoing this here. Now I know this is a podcast and you're not going to be able to, um, really hear, or uh, you'll, you're, you'll hear it, but you won't be able to see. Um, but what basically you would be able to see if you did, and you can, you can go onto YouTube. There are places that, uh, that have, have, um, uh, recorded this and then they've put it back up since the choir took this down. But um, but basically the only thing that you're missing by not seeing it is you're just you're just not seeing the choir members sing. So they they kind of did it in a Zoom type fashion where there's you know everybody's got their little um, screen and uh, and then when the choir comes in you have all kinds of screens on, on there. Um, but that's really the only thing you're missing. That's uh, otherwise I want what I want you to do is you, I want you to listen. And I want you to hear what they're saying. Again, what is happening here is that leftists and 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 groups, uh, leftist groups, are definitely becoming a lot more brazen about what they want to do. This is not about you know, hey, you, you don't need to be in my bedroom anymore. Oh, I I just I just want to be able to be married, you know, to somebody of the same sex. This is not that type of thing anymore. They, they are they are literally now starting to be more brazen about what they really want to do. So take a listen. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? 
You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. Warn about San Francisco. Make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night protests oh and you'll be disgusted so when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight like information guess what you'll, you'll still, still be, be all right we'll convert your children yes we will reaching one and all there's really no escaping it cause even grandma likes RuPaul and the world's getting kinder Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. Okay, so now that you've heard that, here is what the aforementioned uh, Not the Bee article 
had to say about what you just heard. The pinnacles of tolerance are at it again. This time with a message that they are literally coming for our children. I mean, they really actually made a song that says, we are coming for your children. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. (laughs) And as it says, ah, yes, tolerance and fair. (laughs) So tolerant, in fact, that anyone so disagrees with the ideology of the LGBTQ movement that they are doxxed, canceled, derided, and mocked. So, so fair, in fact, that they say God is unjust for judging those who abuse his design for sex and marriage, while they condemn those who abuse their definitions. I guess it must be fun to... Fancy yourself as God. <laughs> Small g, of course. Um, here's, here, here's another uh, piece as, as, as we uh, just heard. It says, we'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it because even grandma likes RuPaul. We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. Ah, you <laughs> Can you sense the love that emanates from these words? There's no hatred or bitterness here at all, is there? I mean, it's, it's just, it's so 180. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Um, the irony just doesn't, it does not escape us what, whatsoever. Uh, here's another, here's, here's another line. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Keep it up, guys. You're just doing great. (laughs) You know, there is nothing more unifying than telling people that you are literally coming for their kids, right? I mean, absolutely nothing more unifying than that. (laughs) Uh, Your children will care about fairness and justice for others. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. Man, sure sounds like a cult to me, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) it is their religion. It really is. And that last part is the part that it just stuck out so prominent for me, is that you know, when they say that, that we're, we're almost certain that your kids will start converting you. And, and, and I, I have seen that personally in a number of situations. And I don't know if it's, you know, the parents just want to be able to try to fit in with this culture or, or, you know, still trying to, to befriend their kids or whatever. But I have seen so many times where the kids, get indoctrinated, whether it be, you know, in, in a number of different ways, whether it be from schools or whatever. And they, they have this very liberal mindset. And, and then the, the parents are the ones that are influenced by their kids rather than the other way around. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing to me to see how that shift has taken place. Now, again, there, there was a lot of backlash to this video. There was a lot of things that happened 
and there were and not everything was good i mean uh, they they claim uh, they didn't provide any support and they t- they took this down about six days after they put it up <laughs> and after claiming that they got a lot of hate mail and they even had some death threats they said now again you know i i don't know if i if i believe that they didn't show any proof of that but um but j- but again what what they did here and they said again they, it was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek but as you heard okay maybe they they meant to try to trigger people maybe they meant to make people mad maybe they meant to set them off and they did but they were they did it in a way that was truthful they literally came out and said this is what we want to do there was nothing about that I mean, if you if if you can find anything in that in that piece in that song that says you know that that isn't true, it isn't what they believe. Now, I, hey, feel free. I mean, uncommonsensepodcast.com is where you can go. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Instagram, and you can you can get a hold of us, and you can say, hey, this is not really what they believe, but this is what they believe. There, I, I could not pick a single thing out of there that wasn't what they really believed. And so they literally said, this is what it is. They put it out there. No, no candy coating anything. No sugar coating anything. And yes, it made a lot of people mad. And this is why they don't normally do that. So again, you may agree. You may disagree. Would love to hear from you. And you can do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 